Welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an upload. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Enjoy this week's show and don't forget to share it with all your friends. Hey, I'm Russell Leeds. Hey, I'm Ricky Mandel. And welcome to the Property Investors Podcast. On this week's show, we're going to be discussing is buy to let property investing dead? What are your thoughts, Rick? I think. I think it is. You think it is? I think it is. Go on, explain. Well, now, a few, I'd say 10 years ago, it was brilliant. You know, buy low, rent high, buy a property, rent it out, make a decent profit. But now, with the house prices at where they're at, and also with interest rates, there's just not really much profit margin in them. Well, here's the thing, right? So I actually, I did a little bit of homework. So okay. I'm going to bring some stats oh, in here. Good boy. Oh, thank you. So a little bit of homework. And this was what I was looking up. So if you look at the average price of a property in the UK, the average price of a property is £285,000. Okay. Right? So if you were going to go and buy just the average property, that would cost you, including your stamp duty and your legals, you're looking at around about 300 k okay. money in. Yeah? yeah. Are you happy? You follow so far? Happy with I'm, that? I'm happy with that. Brilliant. Now, the average rent in the UK is £1,143. Okay. So, in a year, that's about £13,500 in rent. However, as we know, that's not going to all be profit. So, first of all, you've got to take off your, your maintenance. And normally, how much do we allow for maintenance? 10%. About 10% of maintenance. You've got to take off your voids. How much do we allow for voids? We'll say 10%. 10%. And you've also got to take into consideration property management which also we normally work off about 10%, right? Yeah. So you've got to knock off 30%. So by the time you've knocked off all that, you are left with a profit of around about £9,600. So that's a standard property, standard rent, you're making about £9,600. However, that's not including your mortgage costs. So the average mortgage interest rate at the moment is about 5.8% as of filming. So, if you had a mortgage for a property like that, uh, you would have a mortgage of about £215,000. And the interest on a mortgage like that, annual interest, would be £12,500. So, if you just went out and bought an average UK property... So, you're saying, if you, as in, you walk into an estate agency and you just say, I want that one. I want that property right there. Okay. Just walk in, you buy an average property, which is what most buy-to-let landlords do. Yeah. We're talking about vanilla buy-to-let right here, right? So you just walk in, you pick a property, you rent it out. You you know, it might be a property that you like because it's in the neighbourhood that you live in or a property that your son is going to university in a certain town. You want to buy a property in that town because he can be there to check on it. You know, the sort of reasons most buy-to-let landlords tend to buy properties. And you're going to make a loss every single month and this is on an interest-only mortgage, by the way. You start trying to repay the mortgage as well, you're really screwed. This, this is like the bare minimum, interest-only. Interest-only, bare minimum mortgage. You are looking at making a loss of around about £2,808,000 a year, which is an ROI. And I actually had to work, think, like, <laughs> double-check this to work it out because I've never worked out a minus ROI before. Normally, when I'm looking at ROIs, it's like, is it 10%, is it 12%? This is a minus three point something percent ROI. And this is just like a normal average property. So how much money are you losing? 2,000? About 2,808 pounds. And it's a minus three percent return. A minus three percent return, yeah. Hmm. Do 
you know what's interesting? Go on. <laughs> I mean, this might be completely irrelevant, but it's going through my mind right now. Losing 2,000 whatever pounds a year yeah. sounds worse than a minus 3% return. But it's the same thing. It is the same thing. But it sounds worse, doesn't it? Yeah. If you had to choose between losing £2,000 a year or a minus 3% return, which one would you choose? Well, it depends on how much money I'd invested. If I'd invested a billion pounds, I'd rather lose the 2800 Because then a minus 3% would be an absolute (laughs) disaster. That's a good point. So it depends depends on how much money you invest, right? But what I thought was really interesting is, uh, do you know we use the Deal Sourcer app? Yeah. yeah. So on the on the deal source route, which is something that we use for finding deals, it will find you sort of buy to let properties, and then it will assess the deal for you. So it'll work out how much stamp duty you're gonna have to pay. It will work out what your mortgage is gonna be. It'll work out what the average rents are in the area. And you can look through, and you can it, it'll work everything out. What I thought was really interesting is I'd see a deal that was like, um, say, three percent ROI, right? Three percent ROI, and I'd go to the mortgage thing, and I'd start putting less money in. Right, so rather than having a 75% mortgage, I'd knock it all the way back to a 0% mortgage. And the return on investment was better with no mortgage than it was with a mortgage. You, made, you, you were better off buying the property for cash than you, than you were using a mortgage. Interesting. It is, well, I actually had a, uh, I had a meeting the other day with a guy who was, he runs a finance company and he's actually a billionaire. I'm uh, with you now as well. Yeah, you, you, you don't you're with me the company. other day and now you're with me today as well. You, you, you do not run a finance company, you are not a billionaire. Oh. I don't listen to your advice the same as I listen to this guy's. But <laughs> it rang up, he wanted a meeting to talk about uh, maybe doing some work together. And when a billionaire rings you, you're like, I'm going to be there, right? So I went to eight hours of driving, four hours Is that hours why you there. don't answer my calls sometimes? I'm, t- I'm too busy. Because you look at it and you go, oh, he's not a billionaire, right, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> no, it's because you want to talk to me about your bum and things like that. And I'm not... Not interested. Oh, wow. He's been moaning all day. Oh, I pulled muscle in my bum. I pulled my bum. It's like it's the only thing he's pulled in I ages. Can't wait for you to pull a muscle. I can't wait for you to pull a muscle in your bum so you can see how this feels. <laughs> well, we, we, we think we've established it's actually a trap nerve. Is it? I think so. You've got pins and needles, trap nerve. Anyway, moving on. Back to the billionaire off Ricky's bum. So, b- billionaire guy, we, we went for a meeting with him and he uh, lends money. But he was actually saying... Because I said to him, what do you think of the buy to let market? And he said, I'm in the buy to let market, it's fine. If you buy the properties for cash. I was like, okay, that's all right for a billionaire to say. <laughs> but most of us can't really afford to buy properties for cash. So if the buy to let market's so bad, and getting a mortgage is so bad that it makes sense to literally just buy it for cash, what are the ways around this? Because are we saying that property investing is dead? Of course not. So the first thing I did was I went and did a bit of research to find the best yield areas, right? So the best areas for giving you returns in the whole of the country. And I've got the best five postcodes that give you the best yield in the whole of the country. Would you guys like to know what they are? Yeah. Amazing. All right. So here you go. See if you can guess this, Rick. Number... See if I can guess it. See if you can guess. <laughs> Any ideas? Uh, oh! Uh... So number five with a yield of 9.5% is the uh, area in Leeds, postcode LS2. So in LS2, the average yield is 9.5% and the average house price in LS2 is 154 grand. So if you bought, went and bought a property- Really? Bought, yeah, which that's a lot. Well, I think so, yeah. That's quite surprising actually. Su- what's surprising, the yield or the house price? The house price. 
You think 154 grams a lot? Well, when you look at, you know, areas, because there's areas in some parts of the country where you can get houses for 50 grand. Yeah, but you thought Leeds is one of them. Well, I'm not good at geography, but Leeds is up there, up north, isn't it? <laughs> Leeds is north of Watford, so it must be. It's a almost crap like you know, it, it, like anything up north. It, a lot of people think, right, oh, it's just going to be, it's just going to be really cheap, isn't it? So that's why I'm quite surprised. No, 100, 154 grand. So literally, if you had 154 grand in cash, you went and bought a property in Leeds. You didn't get a mortgage. You just rented out. You would make nine percent, nine point five percent. ROI, which I think is actually pretty decent. I want you to reel off these yields, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a bit of an argument for you. Right. I'm gonna have the argument with you, not the billionaire, because I'll probably lose against a billionaire. Yeah, do, you have the argument with me now. The billionaire is not there to defend me. Yeah, and then when I do meet this billionaire one day, I'll, I'll just agree with him after I've had a debate with you. All right, cool. So LS2 9.5. Next is Birmingham, in the West Midlands, and the postcode, if you're writing this down, is B29. Uh, 9.6%, so marginally better. Birmingham's a good area. And do you have any idea what the house prices are, Rex? Ooh, I'm going to say 210,000. 263. Wow. But Birmingham's not a cheap area. I know, but it's just surprising, isn't it? Having that kind of yield at that house price. But bear in mind, the average house price is 285, so it's still, it's still less than the average. Anyway, that's Birmingham. Next, we're back to Leeds again, another Leeds postcode, LS4 in Leeds at 10.5%, so even better than the LS2. Uh, average house price is 222 grand in LS4, and that's giving you a yield of 10.5%. So again, uh, you could go and buy a house if you had the cash, you could buy it for 222, and you'd be getting like a 10.5% ROI. This is crazy, this is, because if you're thinking about investing and using the strategy of putting cash in and buying it outright to then rent it out, it's almost like the complete opposite of buying low and renting high, isn't it? It's just like, well, you're still buying relatively... No, but you're, are you buying low, though? Because of I would say if you're going to... The mentality that I would have is anything less than 100 grand isn't that you're going to rent as a single let isn't going to be buying low and renting high. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know you, you, you're, you're certainly... You're not using leverage, are you? No. Like back, back when we started in property investment, we were buying with 100% mortgages, and that was a brilliant strategy. Yeah. Now, if you, even if you could buy with 100% mortgage now, you'd probably be losing money every month with the interest rates, and let, you know, if, you, if you were doing it as a vanilla buy-to-let. Yeah. So our next area, number two, uh, postcode is SR1 in the northeast, and this one's a bit cheaper as well. So you can buy the average property £73,000. That's more like it. This is where you were thinking of. This is where I thrive. And it is 11.2%. So that's, I don't think it's a terrible strategy. If you've got like 73 grand, just to literally go and buy a house outright, rent it out and get 11.2%. Well, it's better than doing nothing with it, isn't it? Or it's better than getting a mortgage and losing money every, like buying an average house and losing money every Well, we'll uh, get month. to that in a moment because I've got a bit of a debate for that. All right, look forward to it. And the number one area for the best yield hotspot in the UK is Bradford, BD1. Average uh, house price, even less, you're going to love this. This is by low. Oh, go on. Average house price, £59,000. Oh, yeah. £59,000, and that's giving you a yield of 12%. Nice. But here's the thing, though. If you buy it with cash then your capital is going to be tied up 
Now, I know we, you're, you're, we worked out on the average house you'll be making a loss, but with the cheaper houses, if you can even make a small amount of profit, wouldn't it make sense to spread that investment out over four or five properties and get a higher return? I see, not if you're doing them as buy-to-lets. If, if your goal is to be a vanilla buy-to-let landlord and you had, say, 200 grand, I wouldn't advise going to buy four properties at 50 grand each and losing money on all four of them because your interest rates are so high. I would rather spend the whole 200 grand buying one of those, earning it outright. Listen, interest rates are going to come down. Yeah. In time, I would have thought, right? That's what, that's what people are saying. Interest rates are looking like they're going to come down probably in about a year's, they'll probably go up a little bit more, but probably going to start coming down in about a year's time. Will they drop back down to 0.5% and 1% and, and, and like what the base rate has been for the last 20 years? I don't know. Because historically, the interest rates for the last 20 years have been ridiculously low. Do you know what the interest rates were the year I was born? Poor. Let me think back to so I was 1935. <laughs> uh. I was born in 1989. So it wasn't like super, super long ago, 34 years ago. You're only four years older than me. I look way younger than you, bro. Oh my goodness, don't start that debate. You look about 10 years older than me. Oh, get away. The only reason people would say I was older than you is because of how much wiser I am than you. If, if they were literally just looking at photographs comparing age, no, I mean, listen, you can't even get on the stage about pulling a muscle in your bum. <laughs> That's true. That is a real oh, sign of our I, I have to agree with you there. Also, like, I mean, I know you're wearing a cap, but right, I've got oh, a full yeah, head of hair. Man. No, actually, I've got a good hairline. Yeah, lean forward. No, because I pulled a muscle in my bum. <laughs> and I don't want to pull the other one. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, so 1989, what do you reckon the average interest rate was? Um, I'm going to say... Well, you're saying it because it's probably going to be higher. It's obviously so higher the way I'm saying right, it. I'm going to say 9%. 9%. 14.5% when I was born. Really? 14.5%. Do you think it was like that because you were born? Yeah, probably. Like, they were like, like, oh, Russell's popped out, right. Raise there's the a lot rate. of interest because Russell's here. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> of interest. I don't know. Maybe. No, it's because there was no interest. So they were like, right, there's no interest. We need to raise it to get more. <laughs> Maybe. But my point is, if you look back through history, we've had it so low. It wouldn't surprise me if it stuck around the 3 4 4%. I'm not talking mortgage interest rates now. I'm talking base rate. And obviously, interest rates were a bit higher. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, uh, so will it go back down to what it's been our whole time investing? I don't know. So if buy-to-let is struggling and buy-to-let is dead, and the best way, because we can't be sitting on here saying the best way to buy property well, is to buy another thing cash, is this, the whole thing in. Come you've on. enlightened me a little bit, and you've, okay. you've given me food for thought. And there is, a, there is three ways that you make money from property anyway. Go on, what are the three ways? All right, the three ways are this. The first way is from renting it out and getting cash flow. So cash flow is the first way. Cash getting flow. Getting money in. But that's what we're talking about and we're saying that the interest rates are killing the cash flow. Yes. So next. So the second way that you'll make money from property will be the appreciation. You buy yep. the property and it goes up in value, you benefit from the appreciation. And the third way, which not many people think about this, and not many people consider it when they're buying properties, but the third way that you can get paid is actually from generating equity in the property by buying it below market value. You get paid straight away then. Yeah. Although it's not physically in your bank, but if you get a below market, let's say it's on for 100 grand, 
or it doesn't matter what it's on for because that's the asking price, but if it's worth 100 grand and you buy it for 80 grand, you've generated 20 grand worth of equity straight away. Yeah. So now you've added 20 grand to your net worth. Yeah, or, or, if, or if you do the buy refurbish your finance strategy. And force the value and up. force the value up. Yeah. So you, you can still, I would 100% agree with you, that is one of the best, you can still force the value up using those sort of strategies or buying below market value. Because I suppose we're literally only looking at one way of earning money, which is cash yeah. flow. However, even if you use those strategies, you can also improve the cash flow, right? Oh, you can, absolutely. So how would you improve the cash flow of the property? So um, you, I would be looking at something called generating super rent. And what I mean by super rent is renting out the property, not as a single let, but with other creative ways like HMOs. I, I just adore service accommodation. Service accommodation is like my thing. Um, the latest, I'll give you an example. The latest service accommodation that I bought was in Brighton. Okay. And this was in August last year. And we completed on it. We bought the property for three hundred thousand pounds. Interesting, because three hundred thousand pounds is there or thereabouts what we were looking at for our average property. Yeah. All right. So you bought it for three hundred. Yeah. Bought it for three hundred thousand. Did you use a mortgage? Yes. Okay. We, yeah. we use a mortgage, and the interest payments on the mortgage are fifteen hundred pounds a month. So, okay. Out of interest, if you were renting out as a single let, what would the um, what would the rental income be on a monthly basis? The rent would be about fifteen hundred pounds a month. All right. So if you're buying it as a typical buy-to-let property, you'd be losing money by the time you've taken off your management, your voids, your oh, maintenance. Oh yeah, we would lose. Money. You'd be losing money. Yeah. Also, think of all the poor landlords that bought it in their personal name. Oh, oh, of course, because section twenty-four. Because then they're making a loss. So in in that situation we talked about earlier, you're making like a three grand or two thousand eight hundred pound loss but you're paying tax on um, the 13 grand. Yeah. And if you're a high, high, high income, if you're earning over sort of 40 grand or whatever, you, you, you're paying like 40% tax on that. Yeah. So you're paying like, what's 40% of 13? It's like, what, about six? Six you're grand? Right, you're asking the wrong person here. Yeah, so you're paying about six grand in tax as well as your 2,800 pound loss. You're about nine grand down. But carry on anyway, I'm ruining your story. Oh, yeah, so, um, we, well, luckily we didn't do that. Good. What we did was um, we bought it for 300,000. Yep. The interest payments, because it's interest only, we're not going to pay off the mortgage because that's a whole other podcast. Yep. Um, mortgage payments 1,500, and instead of renting it for 1,500 pounds a month as a single let, we rent it out on a nightly basis. So we charge people to stay there for short stays, but we charge them per, per night. So we charge 200 pounds a night. Yep. And um, Brighton is a busy, location, it's popular, it's busy all year round. So on average, um, we are turning over about £5,000 a month from £200 a night. Yes, so it's not 100% occupancy, yeah. it's about 80-85%. So we're turning over about £5,000 just over. We take off our mortgage payments of 1500 we have management systems in place, we have a few other overheads and expenses, and we're left with about £3,000 profit a month from running it as service accommodation. So, but here's the, here's the thing, because the profit margin is so high, even if interest rates doubled. You'd still be making about 1,500 quid. Yeah, we'd still be making a good profit. Even if they went up 15%, you'd, you'd still probably be about break even. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not good at percentages, but yeah. Well, if it's 1,500 quid at the moment, a 5%, it's just times it by three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, you can say anything, I'll probably just agree with you because I'm just trying to wrap my brains around that percentages. But yeah, if it went up to 15%, then yeah. 
you'd still be you'd still be break even. So you're very protected because a lot of people, you know, are Oh, right. I'm sorry. I've just clocked on. Yeah. So if it went back to when you were born, yeah. and it went up to, right, that's what you're saying. If it went to 15% like back in the day when you were born, like hundreds of years ago. Even then you then wouldn't be out of pocket. Yeah, we'd break even. Which is crazy. Uh, do you think they'll ever go above 15% if they were to go up? I think there's a, you never know, do you? you uh, do I think they're going to now? No. Do I think they ever will? It, it's funny because when you're investing, you're always looking at the worst case scenario. But what we tend to do, and it's a good way of doing it, but we tend to look back at history and go, well, what's the worst that's ever happened before? Well, it probably won't be worse than that ever again. The truth is we don't actually know. Do we? Well, here's a question for you then. It's 15, I wonder what the highest interest rate there's ever been in history. Well, the in, highest interest, the base rate. I can't, in um, Zimbabwe, right now i can't remember the exact don't quote me on it but it's, have a guess what the interest rates are. in fact while you guess i'm gonna right. look it up because it's ridiculous um gee i'm literally just having a wild guess i'm gonna say 30 percent 30 percent okay it's more really yeah guess again oh okay 40 percent 40 percent yeah okay it's not it's more more than 40 percent I'm going to go to the other end of the spectrum. This spe is base rate. I'm going to go to the other end of the spectrum. I'm going to go 80%. 80%. So you think it's 80% a year, it's more? 100%. Come on now, Rix. Come on now. It's more. It is more. Is it really? It really is. It really is more. It's 150% base rate. You basically cannot borrow money. You can't get a mortgage. Their, their, their economy is screwed. Wow. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. crazy. So, 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 okay, so... What, no, what, I don't think that's going to happen here. Why, why don't you have a look at what, what the highest ever base rate in the UK has been? Highest... I, I, I imagine it's... I imagine it's not much more than 15. UK interest rate... 17%. Highest ever, 17. There 17%. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I don't think it's going to go that anywhere near that high anytime no. soon. But what, what I'm saying is, you, you know, you can, you can think about worst case and you can, you, you can but the, the best thing you can do is actually the information that's in front of you now right now, right? Yeah. And the best way right now is to, is to make great rent off your, off your oh, income. Yeah? You, like that, your example is a great example because if you'd done that as a buy-to-let property, you would literally be losing money every single month. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, not only are you gaining from the capital appreciation, but you're also making really good cash flow right now from that property. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I, I go, when we go back and look at earlier, do I think buy to let investing is dead? You've been lying to me. I don't think it is if you buy it with cash, maybe with the interest rates. But I think a better you want to be looking at how can you make it as profitable as you can when you're investing. So if you're looking to make your business as profitable as you can, then you want to be looking at generating super rent, like service accommodation, like renting it out as a HMO on a room by room basis. Because that's another thing you could do. Rather than doing it on a nightly basis, you could do it as a HMO, which yep. is where you're renting out as a room by room basis. You could make far far more money doing it. Yeah. I've managed hundreds of HMO rooms. Um, you know, it's a really good, it's, it's slightly more difficult to manage. I agree with you. I find, personally, I find service accommodation easier. Yeah. Uh, but HMOs are great, it's brilliant as well. It's a great strategy. And I think, I think it depends on the properties that you, you're buying, right? So oh, it I think being able does. to do both and having the flexibility to do both is, is well, the Well, I think, you know, in, in business, in the business we're in with property and doing entrepreneurship like rent-to-rent, -rent, service accommodation, HMOs, 
when you look at that as a, as a whole, it's a case of looking at what someone's problem is when you're speaking to landlords, when you're speaking to sellers, what's their problem? Do they want to get a quick sale? Do they want to rent it out and just have it hands off? And what your job is to speak to these people and find out, right, well, what, what product have I got and what service have I got that can fulfill their problem? How can I solve the problem they've got? And it may be that you do it as a, H if they've got a five bedroom house that would work perfectly as a HMO. But if you don't, if you only know about service accommodation, you might leave money on the table and miss an opportunity to help someone and make money yourself because you don't know the strategy. So I would encourage everyone to learn the creative strategies on how to generate super rent because then first you can help more landlords and more people that need the help. And secondly, you can make more money for yourself by doing so. 100%. Another way, um, just something else that we've just done right now, we've just agreed a lease option agreement on a hotel. It's a 10 year, 10 year deal. Obviously we're renting out our service accommodation because it's a hotel. Um, but we don't have a mortgage on that because it's not ours. They own it. Yeah. So we've agreed the fee that we're gonna pay them every month. That can't change. And we know it works. So even if interest rates went up to 200%, we're in a contract with them and we've got the fixed amount that we're paying every single month. So we're totally protected on that. And we've got that for 10 years. And then we can walk, if, if it is crazy, we can walk away, but we know we're gonna make the cash flow on it for the next 10 years. And we've agreed the price right now. So chances are we'll get a bargain in 10 years time. And you would have been paid not only from the cash flow, but then you'll get paid from the equity as well. So it's a way of controlling property without having to worry about the interest rates. It doesn't matter. And we're tied in for ages. Yeah. That's another strategy you could use as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. There's lots of creative ways. Property investment is by no means dead. Generic vanilla buy to let is pretty dead, I think. Yeah, but we've just sat here and said it, it yeah, but isn't with, if you buy it with cash. Well, that's why I said van vanilla buy to let. Yeah, with cash it works. With cash it does work. You can get like up to 10%. It's decent. It's okay. I think it, It's I think, not as sexy as what you're doing with your service accommodation though, is it? No, I don't, I don't think it's dead. I just think it's not the most effective way to invest. It's not the most profitable way to invest, it, is it? It's dead with buy to let mortgages right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like an advert, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Churchill. Oh, yeah. That was the dog, wasn't it? You look a bit like that dog. Oh, my goodness. You do. You do. Like, if you didn't, they wouldn't have laughed, would they? If you, if you just looked nothing like it, they'd have just gone, what? But everyone was like, oh, he does. But they didn't want to say that. It's true. So don't invest in buy-to-lets. You want to be investing in service accommodation units and HMOs. And I think we should actually end this now before the insults carry on. Otherwise, I'm just going to walk off in a moment. So okay, your choice is yours. Either carry on my walk or we'll end it now. Which one? Do you promise you'll walk? <laughs> I've been Russell Leeds. I'm Ricky Mandel. See you next week.